Welcome to our podcast, guys. We're really excited to have you here. This is the very first episode of the Allie and Dan podcast. We wanted to make a podcast because, A, we love listening to podcasts. They're a huge um, part of our culture these days. B, we wanted to give people another way to kind of engage with us when they're, you know, if you're driving or at work or something like that, you can now have an audio version. And also, we think it's a good way for us to get to know you guys, or for you guys to get to know us in a different way. As we're going to be talking about current topics, um, things that are going on in our life that we don't usually put in the vlog and stuff like that. So, babe, how are you feeling? First episode of the podcast. Welcome. Yeah, welcome, welcome, everybody. Excited to be here. We've got some fun things to chat about, and hope this is fun for everyone. Yeah. We're definitely going to be putting out a weekly episode. Our plan right now is to do the first five episodes full length on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And then as a way to drive Patreon, we really, really appreciate the people that support us on Patreon. So we want to add some value there. We're going to start after the first five episodes doing the first half free. The second half will be on Patreon. We don't know exactly how long we're going to go for, maybe an hour, maybe longer. We'll see how it goes. But right now, I think we're playing about an hour for these first couple episodes, but maybe we'll talk longer. We tend to do that. So, without further ado, let me check the agenda here. I'm actually producing the podcast. We're both running the podcast, and so um, maybe down the road we'll have a producer. But the first thing we want to talk about, guys, we've got the article pulled up here, is Gabby Petito's family has filed a... uh, They have plans to file. Yeah, Gabby Petito's family has plans to file a lawsuit against the Moab Police Department. This just came through on... um, Yahoo that we saw, so I'm going to pull that up right now. And you can see right here, this is what we're working with, a $50 million lawsuit. So they have claimed that the police have failed Gabby. Mm -hmm. And I, I actually have a lot to say about this. I think that police have such a huge, huge job and they, they're like, they, they're their variety of stuff that they deal with on a daily basis is so wild that I think it's crazy to put so much responsibility on them. I agree. But I I look at that video cam, the footage from when they take Gabby, when they were pulled over, and there's no doubt in my mind something deeper is going on. And I, the fact that they split them apart for the night was never, that was never going to be just where that ended for them as mm-hmm. a couple. So I do think that they didn't do, you know, I don't think it was malicious or anything. I think they just had not. bad, um, it was not a good way to take care of it. But there's there was no doubt in my mind that there was something else going on and she wasn't going to be okay. The thing is, it's tough. It's it's a sticky, it's a, it's a tough situation. It's I feel like, if we're going to expect police to, like, they have to go off the facts, you know, and the facts were based on both conversations that she was hitting Brian. And I'm not saying the police didn't do anything wrong, but like you said, I mean, if they're just going to get sued out of their pants every time they make a mistake, and even if it's a big mistake that ended up resulting, I don't know that we can say definitively that that mistake there resulted in her death down the road, but... I certainly think they missed some signs that she was a domestic violence victim, and I think that's one of the main parts of the lawsuit. But I mean, I think, and that's and that's why I get it, and I agree with them. I I, f- I feel bad for Gops. I think it's such a huge job, like I said. But I think like didn't couldn't they have asked her more questions or right. like been? I know they're already taking care of traffic, and they're already taking care of missing people and dead people and they've got so much going on but how i just don't understand how they could have been like okay we'll split them for the night and this should be good it's like they they just miss so much but they could have just asked a few more questions and maybe put in i don't know if it had to have been a fine to make it more serious for gabby and brian you know or something to make their separation more important and who knows if they even spent the night apart you know what i mean yeah i mean but the thing is is like they can't just arrest brian i mean maybe the best thing that would happen is they arrest gabby 
Because if you watch the police footage, we actually went to this exact location. We did a, an episode on our YouTube channel about the Moab situation, what happened there. And um, if you, you, you have to, I mean, we have these constitutional rights, you know, police have this, this code they have to follow essentially. And based on the video, the police footage, which everybody has seen if you've been following this case, it really is just like, really hard to say that the police could have done more even though we feel like they probably should have and hindsight is always 2020 I guess it's different I mean I've been in Gabby's situation personally and I have cried like that in that sort of like hyperventilating almost just yeah. like losing it and it's it's hard because everybody is different and you don't know what else is going on but to me there was something deeper going on she was way 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 more upset than i guess what could have i don't know i just i just feel like it was a little bit skimmed over and it was it's unfortunate that it ended that way but i mean moving forwards i don't know the laws and i don't know how much they're able to do and what they're you know what boundaries they have to work within and what boxes they have to tick but it clearly needs to be heightened because that was it wasn't enough and if they could have just asked her a few more questions and gotten down to it well, like mm, their stories don't really match or this doesn't really make sense and taken things a little more seriously there could have been a really bit different outcome yeah and that's part of what the lawsuit says it says that the police aren't properly trained to identify the situation which is probably true, I mean, in my opinion. And I think there was an interview after the fact, or maybe it was during the video footage of the stop where the cops are talking. And I just remember one cop saying, like, I have this, like, 100-pound girl with this guy, and she's hysterical, and it's like, I don't think that she's doing domestic violence on him, even though the story that we're getting is he was driving, and she hit him, and he swerved into the curb, and all these different facts that they were saying it, it's definitely that they missed probably the over the underlying truth which was that she was hysterical because she was being emotionally abused for sure by brian which we know i mean after you reading his which we talked about this recently on a live stream reading his his notebook he clearly was a narcissist and he clearly i mean just can't I mean, he can't just, even take the blame after yeah the fact. after the fact when everyone it's when it's clear as day so you know, if police were better trained, I mean, you know, in a perfect world, this would never happen, but it's just a tough, a tough um, situation. It, I guess maybe the law's on their side. from a cop, like for sure, to yeah. have to know and understand all of these different signs and symptoms and so on. But I think it's like, couldn't they have just asked like a little bit further beyond this one particular situation that they were in and beyond this one small thing mm -hmm. that obviously was part of a much bigger thing when that happens with a couple there's that's not the first time especially if they've been living no, in a van together no. yeah for that long and a lot of people have asked us because we've lived in a van now we're almost one year full-time in a van pretty much with little stints in houses and stuff like that. But we've been doing this for a long time. I mean, we obviously fight, you know, we have issues with like any couple we, we do, we for get in sure. arguments and we get in, we need like Just space from each other. Sure. We're, <laughs> we, we don't have like any issues like what clearly was going on between these two. And I think when you're, you know, we're 30 in our mid thirties, they were in their young twenties. That's a huge difference in time, but Police probably aren't trained to stop someone living in their van. You know, they go to a, for a domestic violence call, they're used to going to a home. Where you can kind of like feel what's going on. Yeah, and typically someone gets arrested. Typically yeah. someone gets arrested and that person is removed from the home. There's a, the court gets involved. And I think if there was an arrest made, and maybe that's what the, the Petito family is, is um, saying here, is like a, an arrest maybe could have been made according to the law. And that would have triggered a lot. You know, if the arrest was made, the families probably would have been right. involved Notified. and it would have maybe changed everything. Maybe so Gabby's mom would have been able to talk her into coming home or taking I think a, certainly. a bigger break. And I mean, I think like the thing is, is so many deaths are from a, a partner or from right. 
a somebody within the family or somebody that they know. It's not common. It's I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but it's mostly common that it is the partner or the sort of whatever mm -hmm. involved that the death that's where it comes from. So for them to have overlooked and not like domestic violence is one of the biggest killers. And so it just really you know yeah. the cops really do need to I don't want to say try harder. I, I'm No, that's not the right word. It's, it's maybe like, get more training yeah, and they, I guess be able to identify the symptoms. I mean, obviously like I said earlier, hide insight's twenty twenty and we can now look and say, okay, clearly Gabby's not a threat to Brian, but Brian is a threat to Gabby if he wants to be. And in this situation, when you have a hysterical um, girl in her young 20s and a guy who's just calm, I mean, I could totally see it now. He's calm. He's like, yeah, I got this under control. You know, I'm not in any... He, he probably knows the law. He's like, she's hit me, you know, yada, yada, yada. I can't get in trouble. And I think clearly now we see, you know, almost like a psychopathic <laughs> attitude that he had at that yeah. moment. And now we know, like, that ended up being a precursor to what would end up being Gabby Petito's death. Yeah, and I think another thing is like the, so, oh, I, I don't even know what I was gonna say, but his, like, if they could have gone back a little bit and figured out like where this came from, where it stemmed from, me being in this same situation in a relationship, I was younger, I was in my mid-20s, and was also I just I felt it and I knew all the different things and the symptoms and what he was doing and you know he didn't get physical with me until the very end obviously but I it's probably how Brian so and Gabby much were. and I the anger that cr he created inside me did make me want to punch him or whatever and it really didn't happen like that it didn't happen until the end so he he may have kept his hands off of her yeah. until the very end when yeah. he and then it got just really really into it I mean who, we don't know unfortunately we will never know and her poor parents will never know but it's uh, it's a scary situation and being that young you almost don't want to tell somebody you're close to because then they're gonna judge you for staying in that relationship and for or they're gonna want you to leave excuses. it yeah and maybe that's hard too like, yeah. we know that's hard and for so someone being abused that's probably why there's not a whole bunch of background on on their fighting and so on. If you guys are watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. I know a lot of our followers watch closely to the Gabby Petito thing. That's how a lot of people follow, found us. So leave us a comment. What do you guys think of this? Um, I mean, I think we've kind of Yeah, I mean, I think we've it covered out. it and given our opinions. And I am curious to see how the law case, the lawsuit pans out. And we'll obviously discuss it again. And we'd love to hear more opinions, things we haven't thought of, of course. Yep. Um, okay, so let's move on to um, a different topic and a um, what I would also consider a concerning topic, and it has to do with politics. Now, Allie and I are not necessarily political people. In fact, there's not a single politician I trust, of course. That's never been the case in my life. I um, feel like I've been duped by too many politicians in the past when I was younger to now in my 30s to trust anyone, whether it's left or right, whatever, I don't, we don't care. Um, I think most of our time, if it's talking about politics, it's just making fun of them. And um, we're not, one of the first things Ali and I connected on was how we, our dislike, our, our dislike of taxes. <laughs> so we wanted to go over, sure, let's jump over to the screen here. But. And Ali probably has no idea about this, but the um, new inflation reduction Bill Act, the Inflation Reduction Act was passed over the weekend with the Vice President Kamala Harris casting the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. And so really what I wanted to talk about is the uh, 87,000 new IRS agents that are going to be hired. Like, I don't know when, I'm sure right away. And I just think that this is a is a uh, concerning situation. Not because we don't pay our taxes, we do. We're, we're not trying to get anything over, but um, it's just a larger. It's part of a larger problem that I think I see happening. A lot of people see happening. Maybe you see it happening too, where it's just like more control, 
more restrictions on on the population more um just i guess like big government looking down on us babe what are your thoughts on government i'm not for one my probably the hardest thing i have is following rules so yeah. laws and rules and stuff like that a lot of them a don't make sense to me and b kind of piss me off <laughs> and i'll follow them because that's what to. you're supposed to do, yeah. But I don't like to look into them, and I just try and not let that affect my life or let my affect my, my mental, you know, I try not to think about it because I think a lot of them are just absolute garbage. And I have lived in places like Australia, New Zealand, Sweden, where there are different tax laws, and I've seen different things work out really well. And it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. Why doesn't the U.S. just get on board? And there's, you know, there's pros and cons to all my, sorts of different things. But My big thing with, with taxes is that I feel like a lot of our, ta um, I would say a huge majority of it is wasted. I mean, if, if we could use the tax money for the good of not just Americans, but like, I think we could use the amount of money we spend on the military. We could use that money to, f to feed other countries, to help other countries, to build infrastructure in other countries and to it just advance the human race. Um, and I think that's true for all, pretty much any, you know, most developed countries. I think all politicians have this um, power complex where it's, and especially after 2020 and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to get conspiratorial here. Not, not at all. I just want to talk about the, the bill and I think my main issue with like why I connect connected with you on the tax thing is like I feel like so much of our tax money is wasted that if I was gonna if I want my money wasted I'd rather I waste it myself on <laughs> meals and toys and junk food or you know whatever it is so that's my biggest issue with um, this and I also think the name the Inflation Reduction Act is one of many marketing schemes that has come out of government. Right, so that doesn't, to me, doesn't have a whole lot to do with why they've hired so many new IRS yeah. agents. I guess maybe they're going to reduce, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, again, it's a, it's a, you know, once, especially I, I look back to like what happened during the Bush presidency with um, the marketing of like the death tax, how they changed that so that now rich people, they changed it to it from the death, from the estate tax, they started calling it the death tax. And people are like, oh, I don't like that. And now rich people get to keep a lot more money. And I don't know, there's, I don't know the ins and outs of it. But what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, the, the term weapons of mass destruction. This is kind of the time when I realize like something's going on here because they have all these terms. And we see these terms oh, like in lots of different parts of society or uh, parts of um, the media is like they'll literally run focus groups on these terms. And I feel like when I saw this over the weekend, the Inflation Reduction Act, I just immediately is like another marketing term that is being shoved down our throat that works that like I'm not stupid. This is not going to reduce inflation. This is not going to help my life any. No way is this bill going to help my life or most people's lives. And I find that when I step away from like any form of my phone or media or anything and I just connect with people, we pretty much all get along. And um, so I guess these marketing terms is really one of the biggest problems I have with this. Yeah, I mean, they, it, it's, safe, it's safe to say a lot of the stuff they're feeding us is <laughs> got all sorts of other things going on behind it that we don't know about it. And I don't know. I. I didn't even know. I've never even heard of this until you said this. Well, it's just, just I know. Now, and I was like, I just steer clear of it because it's like whatever. It's going to happen anyways. And right. Yeah. I kind of letting know, go. Couldn't have really stopped it. And <laughs> no. Welcome to our new life. You know. Yeah. God bless America. Whatever. It's great to go to a place like Mexico, and I know you know. There's. I certainly wouldn't want to be like living in Mexico full-time, mostly because during the summer it gets so bad weather-wise. <laughs> Pardon me. But the, the l less rules there, it just it's like such a weight off our shoulders when we go down there. It's almost like people want to do and be better because there's less yes. rules. Yes. So communities and little towns exactly. and just function better because you kind of have to depend on your neighbor. Whereas here, we're just 
like following rules and we're just like okay this is what we have to do and this is what we have to do and i think that creates yeah. actually more tension absolutely than having and you i know the freedom to kind of like for instance i grew up and we didn't have a lot of rules my same parents here. were very lenient and i turned out oh. to be a pretty good kid yeah and a Good lot point. of my friends who had such strict parents were so naughty yeah. and they're fine now, but like yeah. they were always doing the extreme stuff that yeah. I, we don't tell our parents about still. It's like that with on just a, a massive scale. Like, And then I look, you know, there's, I've seen video footage lately of out of China and this, the COVID stuff they're doing over there is, is beyond psychotic. I mean, I saw a news story where kids going into a, a local park had to get a, to a COVID swab there was a huge line and you're of course you're always wearing masks in in china which is just absurd but they were testing kids to go and just play to a park i mean that is like to the nth degree and you know when you think about places like that or even like or even worse maybe north korea where you you know people tell on their neighbors people like rat each other out and there's yeah. no community feel like so like we were just talking about mexico there's like that community feel that ali was talking about i feel like in the u.s you know we we have that in a lot of areas and being able to travel around, we've seen so many different parts of the country. We've seen varying degrees Very of that. And different. it's so nice to be in a place like I really thought Michigan had, uh, you know, and people say about the Midwest, it's much nicer people and stuff like that. And I felt like in the Midwest, there was such a great um, community feel. And then, you know, I go to a place like Portland and some of these like really, really, really progressive liberal cities that the homelessness is out of control. Um, there's so many rules. There's so many like you know restrictions on all these different things, or at least there was back in 2020 and 2021. That it's like, oh, I just didn't want to be anywhere around that. So I, I just really value. I just leniency. feel like really j a lot of judge judgment yeah. coming in the Pacific Northwest. I don't care if you wear a mask. Look, I feel comfortable not wearing one, and so I'm mm -hmm. not anymore. But like, they'll look at you over their mask and kind of give you this look like, what are you doing? Are you gonna make me sick? And it's I like- I feel uncomfortable wearing it. Yeah. Very it's uncomfortable. Like, you know, I never thought the mask did a whole great deal in protecting us from one another's germs anyways, but whatever. And so- It's just the, yeah, the, it's the forcing of it. The, but and that's the, just like one aspect. It's judgmental. It's like a, a, you know, for not wearing it. Anyway. We got off track here. We got here. a little off track here. <laughs> but I, I think it, it goes to the main, the main point of like, and the reason I wanted to bring up this reduc Inflation Reduction Act is that um, it's another marketing term. It's another way for um, us to be kind of controlled. controlled. And I just hate that. I just hate the way that feels. And I feel like it's always going in one direction. I don't, I don't feel like we ever see like, you know what, let's get rid of the Patriot Act. It's spy, we're spying on our own citizens. We don't need to be doing that. Let's get rid of it. Like when these things get passed, they, st and like a lot of times, it stays that way. And when temporary rules get in place and, or an emergency situation gets, gets called, whether it's warranted at the time, like that's fine, but it seems to always have lingering effects. I mean, and they we're must gonna have a committee that determines what they're going to call it and how oh, for people sure. are it's marketing. see it. 100% marketing. It and how it's going to, you it's know, and in turn, some of these these things sound good, but you're like, wait a minute, what are all the repercussions? There's a reason it sounds good, yeah. you know? And I think the reason why it, I'm really passionate about it now in my life, a couple years ago, you know, in four, five, six years ago, I couldn't care less. I didn't pay attention to anything. But now I'm going to be raising, we have a daughter on the way, Allie's in her third trimester, by the way. Applause for that. Yay. Actually, I can do an applause sound effect for that. But um, we are going to be raising a daughter, and you know, we'll see multiple kids, depending on <laughs> Allie's desire to be pregnant again. But I'm just worried that I, I know now, Mike, like the childhood I had with no cell phones was so amazing and so yeah. just fulfilling for me that. I won't be able to give that same childhood to my daughter and I and I just feel like there's going to be even more restrictions. It's like I'm fearful of what the world will look like because of the rules and the the constant tightening of society and the disconnection we have from our neighbors and from our fellow 
everyday people mm. because of these people in power that I don't trust at all and I never really have. So that's like a, a really big point for me. For sure. And that's really been something that's changed. For sure. I mean, the, to, to the point where it was like, well, should we even have kids? Because... That was never a consideration for me, but I, like, I can see that point. What is this life going to be like for them? And that that never crossed my mind until the pandemic. Yeah. It wasn't like, it was like, you know, all the screens and the social media and all of this was kind of like, yeah, well, whatever, that's not great, but they'll survive. But now with the pandemic and everything that's happening to society since then, I've been like, oh gosh, like yeah. who knows what else is going to come. But yeah. And I think to finish, to wrap this one up, um, like I just want, we want to be able to provide a, a really fulfilling life to our kids when they're growing up. And so for us, like we're, I mean, I think a lot of people like we're considering not necessarily homesteading, but living and and YouTube allows us being using vlogging and, and I guess social media in general allows us to go build our own house. And that's interesting to people to watch and and people get to know us. And I know we have so many people in the van fam. Shout out to the van fam we that are really excited fam. to meet our daughter. And that feels really good. So I guess like we want to do the best we can to provide like a I guess you could almost call it like an off grid childhood experience to to um keep them loving the earth and loving being outdoors yeah and all those things i mean and we talk about it and we think that that's what's going to happen but who knows you know we have no idea what to expect i mean we've got an idea of what to expect but we'll mm -hmm. just have to take it as it comes that we will so let's uh move on that was a good discussion on the tightening of society. <laughs> um, now we want to get into something that's a little bit not great, right, babe? We're going to talk about what's going on with your body. Um, I mean, A, you, you're obviously pregnant. Third trimester just started a few days ago. Yeah. We just crossed 27 weeks. We are just a little under three months away. Yeah. That's a positive. But over the weekend, what's happened? Well, um, I have shingles. So... To be honest, we're not a thousand percent positive on the diagnosis, but a t not yesterday, the night before, so like 48 hours almost now, I started to get a little bit of like rash on my leg and I woke up and it had, it was like this small little, maybe one red dot and it was kind of itchy, but nothing, I don't know, thought maybe a bug bite or whatever. Anyways, it's quite, it's like a little bigger than the size of a quarter, I guess you could say. It's almost like a half dollar. It's that size. And there are 12 to 15 it looks angry. bumps. And then the redness around that is even bigger. Yeah. That's just the size of the, about a quarter, half dollar is about the size of all the bumps. And it is on my upper inner thigh. And so walking is super uncomfortable right now and not ideal. Thankfully, it has nothing, it, there will be no harm to the baby or myself or anything long term. The couple of crappy things about it is once you get it, you can get it again. Apparently, I've heard of it being a little bit common in pregnancy, not very common, but it is a known thing at this first, is kind of what it looks like sorry i just wanted to show yeah that's people if you're watching the video almost exactly what it looks it's like on the upper inner thigh it's red bumps and the real the white part of the bumps really started to show today right. they weren't like that the it other day it's like water bumps yesterday today they're definitely we white. thought it was a heat rash yesterday right so we started out thinking it was a heat rash and we were in pretty extreme temperatures yesterday and we went on a hike yesterday and I stopped pee in plenty of bushes. And so I thought, well, maybe it could be poison ivy. Mm, good but point. when you compare photos, it is identical to shingles mm. photos. And it and somebody was like, well, maybe monkey pox. <laughs> and the thing is, is where we are right now, we're no about way. two hours monkey away from um, get it, being able to get the skin swab to confirm it. So we're just calling it shingles right now but i'm pretty sure that's what it is because it looks identical i've definitely had chicken pox i had the 
such an extreme case of chickenpox as a kid that I had them like in my mouth and in my ears, my eyes. Mm -hmm. I just had them everywhere. So did I. So we had chickenpox parties. <laughs> I mean, you—that was the thing to do. You get it, and, and you, you stay have around it. Around people that you're. And so, yeah, and so we all, as kids, got it. And I don't think they—I know they don't do that anymore. I think there's—I don't know—probably a vaccine or f the pharmaceutical industry got involved, of course. And now, um, we technically all—I believe—we all have shingles, but the virus—it right. only kind of shows itself. For whatever reason, which is interesting, you're having an outbreak of it. I am by no means stressed. I am the complete opposite of stress. I sleep in pretty mm -hmm. much every morning. Mm -hmm. I don't sleep great at night, which is why I sleep in so mm -hmm. late because I just need to sleep whenever I can. But I don't have a time clock I'm punching. I don't have specific deadlines I'm trying to get to. I have nothing, nothing of concern. I have a very le leisure day. I can eat breakfast when I want. Anyway, you get the picture. And so it's not like it's been brought on by some sort of, it's just like a high viral load of, and anybody who has had chicken pox can get it or has it, but like you said, doesn't show. So. Um, We're treating it. Yes, I have some medication we had in our like medical pack. From Mexico, going back to our second <laughs> point, you don't have to get a prescription for useful medications down in Mexico, and we have stocked up on those. So maybe it is, you know, it's kind of annoying that you have to go to a doctor here and you have to have health just insurance and you have to pay all this extreme amount of money for all these pharmaceutical things that you might need. And that's what I don't like about, that's my biggest uh, Absolutely. concern with. But anyway, so we stocked up on that kind of stuff in Mexico, which is great because you can just go in and get it and kind of ask the pharmacy if you're like questioning it. So basically, we're just claiming that's what it is, and maybe that's a little bit sketchy, but I'm no, not that concerned. I think and it is. And I'm hoping that that will. I've also found a band aid that perfectly covers it right now. Um, yesterday, I left it out in the open, but it was super uncomfortable to walk anywhere. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it goes today with it being covered. I don't know. That is... Um, if you have any ideas, I took a cool bath yesterday. If you have any ideas of how to, like laying down at night, I tried to put a cold compress on it. I don't know. It didn't help a whole lot. Well, I know the Van Fam's going to be rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. And I think uh, now that we kind of feel pretty confident about our own home diagnosis, thanks to WebMD, <laughs> we are um, going to treat it the way, and we know that the... The medication that we're using, the antiviral, is safe for pregnancy, yeah. um, and we're just going to try and keep you from irritating it. Yeah, and spreading it or please don't spread it. Having to me. it get worse. Please don't give it to me. All right, for the next part of the podcast, this isn't going to be something we probably do all that often, but we are going to try our pickled eggs, my pickled eggs that have been pickling. For uh, four, three and a half, four days now, and that's 14. It's like a beautiful jar. Yeah, it is really nice. Uh, it's a 14 egg pickling here. Now, this is not something that would last. This isn't like a preserved pickling um, recipe. This is just, this will be, I think it's good for like, I don't know, a month or so. But um, we are going to try, and we've never really had pickled eggs. I've had one, but I can't remember... It was years ago, and I can't remember anything about it. I've never had pickled eggs. I think I've seen them in a few, like, Irish or English bars, you know, like behind yeah. the counter yeah. or whatever. which is just weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dan has got all the right spices, and is this dill? Yeah, that's dill. And onions. Jalapenos. And jalapenos. It's actually a spicy pickle, or a spicy, uh, spicy recipe, so... I'm excited to try them. I'm Why don't you see if you can open it? I don't want it to explode. As I'm producing the podcast on my laptop right here, I don't want it. To, did you get it? <laughs> no. Ooh, it's on there, huh? I wonder if I'm strong enough. I just don't want it to spill on the producer's laptop, guys. Here, let me try it from a it's distance. It's like a thing to. There we go. All right. I think you should try the first one. Okay, so. I feel like you might need a fork. <laughs> I think you might be right. 
Okay, why don't you go get a fork? Okay, so. Mmm, it's good when juice. When getting your pickled eggs out. Ooh, it looks good. Okay, guys, Allie went and grabbed a fork, and I'm going to see if I can scoop out my first pickled egg. Here we go. Nice call on the fork. They smell so good. Yeah. Okay, guys, here we go. First bite, first live react here on the Are you podcast. the whole thing in? No, I'm going to have a bite. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Not as an intense pickle flavor. I thought it was going to be some very unique thing, but it's really, it's like a pickle. Yeah, it's got like... But it's an egg. <laughs> but it's an egg. <laughs> it's got like the... See that. It's got like the pickle flavor, but the egg just tastes like a hard-boiled egg. Oh. I just had a pickled pickle onion juice. with that. It's good. Good? All the right. pickle juice is very, very tasty. It's not spicy. How long, how long have you left it in this pickling... Like I said, three and a half, four days, guys, been oh, okay. pickling. Typically, so it'll, it's going to get stronger. It's almost a little even early to try it, but I thought it'd be oh. fun for the podcast. First episode of the Allie and Dan show. Here goes Allie's first bite. First bite, first live react here on the podcast. Let's see what she has to say. Mm. What flavor notes are you getting? A lot of dill. A lot of dill, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a pickle. I, my, Pickled onions my are great too. Tastes pretty. It's like a. It's like an pickle. onion. It's like a. It's almost like if you just dunked a hard-boiled egg in pickle juice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm hoping it kind of seeps more into the into the egg. I'm gonna try this pickled jalapeno though. Very spicy. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know. That's really good. Yeah. I've been loving eggs at the moment. And then when I'm done, I'm gonna, when we're finish all the, I think you have to eat them in about a month. They're good for about a month. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna use the pickle juice slowly for like brine and chicken and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the jalapenos are hot. Those are hot. <laughs> Those you are really. You said that and I almost didn't believe you because you didn't make like, I'm dying faces. <laughs> They're really hot. They're hotter than I thought. Really good, well done. Okay, so now we wanna talk about this, um, this time of year is when well, first off, I lied to Allie. I lied to you. Um, I've hidden a lot of who I am from you. You've learned that over the year and a half that we've been together. But um, I do love the NFL, and I do love um, football, fantasy football primarily. I'm, I do love gambling too, but I don't do it. But I love like betting on games and daily fantasy sports. But the way I get my fix is through fantasy football. I've got a group of 10 guys that I play with, or nine other guys, and it's about to start again. And you didn't know this until today, until right now, in fact. How do we feel about my live draft coming up? And you've seen me draft once before. Just thoughts? I hate to be a downer here, but who the hell cares about football and fantasy football i don't know i guess guys do um so i think everybody should have a list of like non-negotiables and in my list of in their for their partner you know like things that you wouldn't you wouldn't let fly and you put a list together right and around I the time we a met list that my girlfriend and i put together right when i Actually, right when I was deciding if I was going to allow Dan to Live continue to court me. Um, <laughs> and I, on that list was, I didn't want them to be, <laughs> this is silly, there's only 13 things on that list, and one of them was... Only 13? Wow. One of them was, is that a lot or a little? It seems like a high amount of criteria to meet. But anyways. I don't think so. I'm sure it's fine. One of them was that I didn't want them to be interested in like sports like sports that you watch on tv <laughs> because if they were if they needed to every sunday or monday i don't even know when they sunday you know you know you just said it perfectly <laughs> sunday well, and monday also monday night football yes okay and thursday okay so i i didn't want them I 5 p.m pacific to 8 p.m eastern to be in front of a tv to to watch some show I'm sorry. That's it's a game, cool not a show. If you're interested in it, but I, I didn't want that affecting my life. But I it hasn't. That's that big of a, a thing to ask. Now we <laughs> we went we have gone. Maybe it is. 
No, it's not. I think it's fine. But I did get wind of that list of 13 demands that you had, <laughs> and I um, promptly hid all the things that I checked on you that list. You have never seen it. Or do you I got wind of it. I didn't say I'd seen it. I said I got wind of it. I got wind of some of the things on there. Um, so I promptly hid all those traits about me and being um, oh, hugely invested in the NFL years ago. <laughs> I'm no longer that. That was in college and stuff. But now I do, I do pay minimal attention to the roto wire and see what's going on, that's trades, right. and it's just news, player news. Um, oh I've actually been slacking. I need to probably spend a little bit of time because it's 100 bucks a, a year to play with my friends. We all put 100 bucks in. First place takes a majority of it. But um, yeah, we've got a draft coming up this month. I wanted to let you know. I figure now is as good of a time as any. So, um, so you're going to spend time researching these players and pick your team based off of who does good? Yeah, we do an auction style, so I would actually bid, like, say I want this really good player. I have to outbid everyone else in the league. And uh, I play with some real sharks, you know, some of these guys. Some of them are not good. I'm, like, in the middle of the pack, but last year I had a really good team for a while, and then it all fell apart. Um, it's really all about, like, I love to talk trash against my players. You know Brad, he's one of the guys in there, Groud, you know. Um, Groud's brother's the commissioner. So I just love the community. It's, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode. I love the uh, camaraderie. And so it's a good thing. I think it's important to stay connected with your friends. And yeah. I like that, that you have that, but like about football, really? Yeah, but it, it, I mostly do it offline from you, from our relationship. Now, there has been times like in Jackson we and Moab back in October of 2021, we went to uh, out to dinner. I took you out to dinner. Remember that? In Jackson. And in Moab. In we Moab. went to the brewery. Yeah. And we watched so a game. So could watch football. Yeah. And so that's about as much it gets into our relationship. But uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. We've got a draft coming up at the end of August. And so we're really glad to be out here house-sitting in McCall, Idaho. So um, I figured now you know, just heads up. One thing we want to think of plenty other things that I would rather be doing with my time. It's a small investment, but if that's what you're interested in, whatever. Yeah, yeah. but it's very funny because you show no interest in other sports like that. I guess until this comes around. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. But I will not be watching a football game with you this year. Yes, you will. It's funny because I used to be a cheerleader. No, exactly. I, I won't be. You will. I can assure you I won't be. <laughs> There's going to be a day when you're breastfeeding, and I'm just going to say, hey, let me just put the game on real quick. There's a big game How going. How long does the football season go until? I should know. Sep uh, early September to now the Super Bowl's on Valentine's Day this year. And we actually, funny story, bringing up football, this is actually pretty good. We For starters, conceived... we didn't even know it was Football Sunday or Super Bowl no, Sunday. I knew it was Super Bowl Sunday. We but went... only a few days before. Well, let me tell the story. Let okay. me tell the story so people aren't confused. We were in Park City. We had just fixed our van's transmission. We went to Lake Tahoe and skied, and we then we went to Park City, and we stayed at my uncle's house in the van on my uncle's property, I guess is a better way to put it. And on Super Bowl Sunday, Allie and I, we did the deed. <laughs> you can guess what that is. And uh, I mean, I just, I guess just say we conceived on that day. I just want to say a round of applause for us. I was wondering, but the, the, that's why it had nothing to do with the Super Bowl win. Or, I don't even know who played. The Bengals versus the LA Rams. But who who <laughs> remembers all those details? Whatever. Good for Rams them, won. Right? I was rooting for the Bengals kinda, of, but I didn't really care. Anyways, I wanted to say that we were thinking because it we conceived our daughter and we didn't know it until a couple weeks after that, we were actually considering for a little bit of time, not long, like maybe a day or two, the name we thought Parker was a good name. Even though uh, traditionally more of a it's boy's a name, name. I think for a girl it's a it's a cute name. And I actually just yesterday thought of somebody I know, a gal I went to high school with. Her daughter's name is Parker. Very very cute. It's, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. Um, but it is off the table at this point. We have, it's not off the table entirely. I would say for this, for our daughter, we have our name picked out, and uh, we're really excited. Yeah. 
we really love the name we've got. Um, so I guess just to finish out the podcast today, we want to talk a little bit about our trusted house sitter. And we're actually going to be doing a YouTube video on this. But I think this is such a beautiful combination that we've kind of stumbled into unknowingly and very slowly. But we actually signed up for trusted house sitter back in last, last summer. Year. So this is not, I love, I love you. Um, this has not been anything new for me. When I was living overseas. You're super cool. I'm not, I know. And so does the van fam. <laughs> when I was living overseas, I used to live with five guys. And while I loved all of them, they were great. They actually were really great roommates. It's kind of nice to just get out of like a shared house every now and again. And so I started house sitting for these amazing people. And it just remind like there's so many people that need house sitters right but we didn't actually join trusted house sitter until last year because there there's a cost to it which probably prohibit like yeah which is nice i think interested in it in the first place but it is a small fee for what you get out of it i mean it's a yearly yeah subscription um the the thing is now okay so this it's a really cool way to be able to take a break and you can kind of it's kind of nice because we were going to kind of just meander slowly back west. And we're like, oh, well, let's, okay, let's go to Idaho because these people need a house sitter for a month. It's a nice pause for us. And in pregnant, it's hot. It's really hot in the van. So then we'll also look for them in the winters when it's really mm -hmm. cold. Yeah. Anyway. We're always going to be looking for ha trusted house sitters. But we, um, we decided to renew our subscription because we thought about it and we're like, even though we pretty much didn't use it for a year, we use it, I don't know, once or twice but um, it was cool to look around. But now I think it's going to really be a popular thing. And hopefully we're the ones that, you know, really kickstart it because, although we don't want too much competition, because it goes so well with van life. That's why I was saying it's a perfect combo of being able, like Ali said, to get off the road. Typically, we wouldn't necessarily want to do a month-long house sit unless it was in, like, an amazing place and or like the middle of winter or the middle of summer when right temperatures are really hard to right. control in the van and since it's august and it is quite hot um we were a we decided in january uh, june to take a month-long house sit in mccall idaho not knowing anything about mccall not knowing even really where it was on a map and now that we're here, I can say it's been a fantastic decision. And now we get to see all these new places because we really have no idea where we want to, quote unquote, settle down and yep. live one day. It's one of the things we're mulling over quite frequently these days. Yeah. Because we have a daughter on the way. Yeah. And I think, so with the house sitting, it's really great because it's an exchange. You know, we're looking after their dogs. And Dog. a lot of people are their dog and their cat, cat yeah. a lot of people are very generous in allowing us to come in with our own dogs and like having a couple yeah we come and with some baggage we actually have one set up when we're gonna have the baby and i just yeah. said but by the way we're gonna have an infant with us um they were stoked yeah and they had no concerns with it it might be a little different story when you come around with like toddlers and kids right kinda, you have to baby proof yeah so We'll see how it goes we'll in the future. We'll see how it goes after that, but um, it's working out so good so far. They actually said, "Can we? What can we do to help? Since <laughs> you're going to be really here for a week them, uh, over Thanksgiving." Babies are kind of just blobs. You're just going to be lay there and feed and eat and poop and. But a reason why we didn't do so much of the. Um, what do we call it? The trusted house sitters last year is because we were kind of on a schedule. Mm -hmm. So really, yeah. we had to match up things with what we were doing, and we were kind of moving pretty quickly just because of what else we had going on in life. And so it would have worked a lot better if we just literally had no plans, like we kind of did this summer. Yeah, that's when trusted house sitter is is really a perfect situation. Is when you're just kind of meandering around and you can look at the map and you don't have to be in a location. Trusted house sitter, one of the big benefits of it is that you can be anywhere and you can search all the listings and apply. Um, we're gonna be doing a video on this very soon on our YouTube channel for people that are using YouTube to learn more about it. But I thought it was a cool thing because we're, we're recording our very first Allie and Dan podcast here in McCall, Idaho at our longest house sit and it's just been so fantastic to feel like we live. Really, we. I feel like I'll know. leave this knowing, like I've let, I've basically lived in McCall, Idaho. Yeah. So, 
it's a beautiful, um, beautiful opportunity that we've come across, and I'm just really grateful. We're every morning I go on the hay bike that we got. We love our hay bikes. I go to through Ponderosa State Park to a dock, and I jump in and I swim for a few minutes after I do a morning workout. Um, if you want to call it a workout, Allie sometimes does <laughs> wants to call it doing five minutes of work and getting a six pack that way. <laughs> Dan has one of those like rude bodies that he can not do anything and it'll look But I have been very out of shape. I even have a bit of a pot belly going from my injury. Um, but I'm starting to get my, my old self back. But anyways, I go jump in the water and it, I mean at 9 a.m. or whatever time it is when I'm in there, it's just so refreshing. I, I love, this has been the summer of lakes for us. We've been yeah. so many lakes. I mean, it was my first time seeing Lake Superior swimming in it, Lake Huron. Obviously, Lake Michigan I've been to before, but we get to spend a lot of time there. And now we've been through Montana, tons of lakes, rivers and rivers. lakes, and now like, here in McCall. It's I been brilliant. I wonder where we're brilliant. gonna have our lake house one day. Yeah, it's really given Allie and I the uh, inspiration to one day have a lake house. And I do think lake houses are awesome, but you can't always get a ton of time out of them, especially, and with a boat, but I think you know, we plan and we are manifesting. We talked about the manifesting a lot on the live stream last night, but we are manifesting a life for us that will allow us to afford a boat um, and a lake house one day for yeah. our kids and our family and our friends to come to. And I just, after spending so much time, it's one of the reasons I really liked Michigan was the lake house, lake community, bring people together energy that was there. Yeah. Especially in the summer. But the lakes in the in the Northwest, like even I'm talk, considering Western Montana part of that, it, they're just, they're clear, they're beautiful, they get to a nice temperature, they don't get too warm, and it's just a fantastic, fantastic way to spend yeah, a day is on, sure. the, on a lake swimming. Indeed. Well, I think we've done a great first episode. If you're on YouTube and watching this and you have the ability to leave a comment, please do so. Um, and also, I guess, like this this podcast episode if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening in your car or at work or at home, whatever it is, um, we really appreciate you guys. Babe, final thoughts, first podcast episode. What do you want to say? Um, I guess we'll just let them know that in the description is all the links to where they can find yes. us on all of our channels and this all mm -hmm. the different social media platforms. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or suggestions. Absolutely. So guys, we'll sign off here and we'll say look forward to episode number two next, next week. week. Adios. Bye -bye.